to the Women Transform Podcast with your host, Pamela Jordan, where we help women become the kingdom women and to walk in God's purpose for their life, where we encourage women and empower women to reflect upon real-life issues from a biblical point of view. Are you ready to transform your life? Well, come along with me on this journey to be transformed together. So let's get started. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Come on in. Make your way on in. Make your way on in. Welcome, welcome to the Women Transform Women's Bible Study. Every Monday night, we are here to be a blessing to you and to everybody else. Come on in. Let someone know that we are here to bless you. Our fellowship, our sisterhood of women, as we get together, dive into the Word of God, um, be a blessing to each and every one. So make your way on in. Make your way on in. Say hello to somebody. Let them know that we are here. is everybody doing hope you guys had a wonderful day today make your way on in hello 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 everyone hello hello come on in tell someone hello to see everybody. Hey, Rory, Rory, I was trying to call you back, Rory. I was on the phone. (laughs) Uh, I'll call you when we get off. (laughs) Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? It is good to see everybody. Tell somebody hello. Hey, Cynthia. Welcome, welcome. It's our Monday night sisterhood fellowship Bible time where we come on in, check in, see how everybody is doing. How's everybody been with all the corona and everything that's going on? How is it going? Hey, hey, hey. Come on in. Come on in. God is good, God is good, God is good, God is good. Um, it has been a busy, tiresome day for some reason. Today was kind of tiresome for me at work. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the weather or what's going on, but no, it was kind of, it was an okay day. God is, God is good. We are still here in the land of the living and we can't complain, can't complain. I thank God um, just for being here and so much more all right well um we're gonna get on into it what we got 
805 yeah we're gonna get on into we jump on into it and and what we're gonna be talking about today so much all right um and yeah like i said so much going on and everything and um i know many of you if you're like me i know i was out the other day was in walmart favorite walmart store i can stay at a walmart i've been doing pretty good i've been in walmart a while um, and you know, I'm in Walmart, got my mask on, walking around, we're getting our stuff. And I have to look up and it was this big whole family in there had no mask on. Kids didn't have mask on, the parents didn't have mask. It was Walmart. I take it back. It wasn't Walmart, it was um PetSmart, I'm sorry. PetSmart, because I took the grandbabies in there, they wanted to go into PetSmart. So I'm walking, I'm looking like, wow, you know, we got these signs up. And many of you probably can contest this. You look around, we got all these signs up. You go in a store, every store has these signs up. We compliance with the government. It's mandatory in order for you to enter this store. You got to have on a mask or this and that. And I'm sitting there saying, you know what, well, Lord, wow. You know, you guys have these signs up, but no one implements the signs. No one pushes the signs, you know. No one tells. I'm ready for Ronald to leave too, yeah. And don't come back. I hear you, Cynthia, because it is getting to be ridiculous. And... You know, when I saw this whole family in, in by working in a hospital and you seeing people coming in there and having problems breathing, having problems talking, and, you know, and they've been tested positive and you can see they're in pain and all this stuff. And when you go out and you see a whole family, even children and all, with no mask on, not even six feet distancing or anything, it makes you wonder, you know, is like what is going on? What's wrong? What's, where's the obedience? Where is the obedience? And that's kind of what we're talking about tonight is obedience. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, you know, we obey what we want to obey until something happens. Because I was like, okay. So I told my kids, they'll be the main ones that'll be showing up at the hospital next week crying because one of their kids got corona and they don't know what to do. And not to and not to be honest with themselves and say, you know what, we were the ones that were out here with no mask on. Everybody hates would hate hate wearing a mask. I know I do. I mean, y'all can put your thumbs up, hearts up, and and so much more. Cause I'm I'm like you know, I don't like the mask no more than anybody else like wearing the mask. But we gotta wear the mask. You know, we gotta be considerate of other people, and it's to protect ourselves. We don't know where this thing is coming from, how it's coming. Uh, or whatever we can keep trying to figure out and guess it but you know it gets to the point y'all you know we we off and we don't know but um i'm, I'm sorry y'all this thing is irritating me um <laughs> but um we don't know where it's coming from and so you know when we're out and about and you've seen these things and the signs and people and Right, I wanted to, Cynthia, and and that's in a lot of stores. I'm telling y'all, be obvious when you go to some of these stores. You you're doing, you're wearing your mask. Most of these stores got big signs on the doors. As soon as you come in the door, they got all this stuff. But my thing is this: but you're allowing people to walk right into the store without masks. Now there are some stores that have people at the door with masks. So when you walk in, if you need one, they give you one. But then you have some that have the signs say we compliance with the federal government that it's a mandatory that you wear masks and they don't. And so that's what we kind of talk about is obedience. Because when we serve God and in his walk with God, we have to be obedient. Obedient as obedience is better than sacrifice. 
we have to walk in obedience. And sometimes obedience doesn't feel good. Sometimes there's stuff that we don't want to do, but we still have to obey. Just like wearing the mask, we don't want to wear it, but we still have to obey the laws of the land. And same thing when it comes to our spiritual walk with God, that we have to walk in the spirit of obedience. And tonight, that's what we're kind of talking about. And one thing about obedience, um, there's so much going on with um, obedience. And we're going to be talking about that tonight and some of the things we need to focus on when it comes to obedience. Hello, Carolyn. Hello. Hey, how's everybody doing? I got a grandbaby saying, hey, look at that. Y'all give me one second. <laughs> Go in the room with the girl. Go in the room with the girl. And, um, girl, I got a whole house full of kids. So, um, but yeah, what we're talking about is obedience and recognizing some of the things, some of the suspects, some of the issues that causes us to not obey God. And that's what I want you guys to really begin to think about tonight. And as we, 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 when we depart and you go in your personal time is to really recognize some of the reasons why you don't obey God. And if that's a, some of the issues that you're having is being honest with yourself and being transparent saying, yeah, I do have those issues. Sometimes I don't obey God. We all been there. We've all done that. Been there, done that. There are days where we don't obey. And we, you know, it's not intentionally that we don't obey God, but there's a lot of factors. And I'm going to read off some things that, um, some of the reasons that we hear people say, and that we even gave ourselves of to why we don't obey God. Okay. And if you recognize some of these things, you can put some thumbs up, hearts up. Or if you know somebody that got some of them, you be, you can put your thumbs or hearts up and make sure you guys share with someone. Let them know we are here. If you need to go out, come back in, let somebody know to come on and join us for tonight, because it's very important. What we're talking about is very important to understand because I think we have a definition of obedience is totally different. It's totally all, all over the place, okay? So, um, some of the reasons why we don't obey is fear. Fear is number one, probably for many of us, is fear. Pride. Some of us are very prideful as women. We always try to say men are prideful, but we have a lot of women that are very prideful, okay? Laziness is another reason why we don't obey God. Stubbornness, being stubborn. Um, peer pressure. Pressure from our family members. Pressure from our friends. Pressure in relationships pressure of what people are going to say so we don't do the thing that God told us to do so we don't obey God all right these are some of the reasons why we don't obey God procrastination how many y'all on here can say you're a procrastinator that procrastination can get you in trouble when it comes to obeying God so you got to be careful with that lack of trust in God there are many people out here will say ladies will quickly say I trust God I trust God I trust God I believe in God I trust God but when God has us and asks us to do stuff and asks us to trust him in a situation we don't obey him we don't trust him enough to obey him. Let's be honest. We, we treat God sometimes the way we treat people. We don't trust him enough to say, I'm going to really obey him. We trust him with just a little. But God is saying, I don't want the little. I want the big. I want the big thing. You're continually to give me the little, and God is trying to get the more and the big. So another reason why some people say they don't obey God is um, being too comfortable where they are. They're uncomfortable. 
people are complacent. They're comfortable for what they are, what they're doing, living in their sin and stuff. Comfortable. They don't want to step out on faith. They don't want to change their life. They don't want to um, try something new so they don't obey God. Because God is about doing things new. Hey, Glenda, Carolyn, come on in, you guys. Thank you. Um, another reason why people don't obey God is um, impatient with God. Come on, ladies. As women, we can be very impatient. We are impatient with people. We're impatient with children. And don't think we're not impatient with God. When God doesn't move when we want him to move, we get impatient. When we think this should be happening, we get impatient. So we try to run before God so we don't obey God because we're impatient. We don't want to wait for the manifestation of the blessing. We don't want to wait for the manifestation of what he has for us. So we become impatient, and that leads us to being disobedient. And so that's one thing. Um, disappointment in God because of previous experiences. It's another reason why a lot of us don't obey God. And you may come across someone and you may know someone that is like that. Um, they, they're disappointed in God because of previous things they went through. And they fair, I called and prayed and God didn't answer. Well, you know what? In reality, he did answer you, but he didn't answer you in the way that you wanted him to answer you. And so we begin to disobey God. We don't want to obey God no more because you feel that, well, I, I said it, I tried, I prayed, I fasted, I ran around the house 500 times, I knew in my mailbox 20 times, I got 10 prayer cloths, or blessed oil, I got handkerchiefs all, all over the place, and God still ain't, you know, he ain't done anything. Well, did we obey? Did you obey him with all that stuff? We want to take things in our own hand. That's right. Yes. And we do, Cynthia, because we get to that place. We do all that stuff, the fluff. God is not asking for fluff. He doesn't need the fluff. He just needs you to obey. And you're saying, yeah, I know in my mailbox, but who told you to know in your mailbox? Who told you to run around the church 500 times? Who told you to take the anointed prayer cloth and bless it, anoint all this and do all that with it, cut it up 20 times, burn all your bills in the trash can, do all that stuff? Did God tell you that? But we do all that and we, we do all that, but then we still don't obey him. We did all that. And so the next step, God is saying, okay, you did all that. Now I need you to do this. But then we don't obey. We sit on God and be like, well, I don't know. So we get disappointment because of previous things that we thought God should have done and he didn't do. And these are some of the things. And these are just a few because there are many reasons. And some of you can post some reasons why um, we don't obey God. Or you haven't obeyed. Or you in the past, you remember when you didn't obey God. You can post that up in the comic section and stuff. So obedience is important. Obedience is the key that unlocks all the blessings that God intends for us and keeps us in and keeps the door of communication open with him. All of that comes through obedience. Obedience is the key. And that is so important. That is so important that we have to remember is obedience is the key that unlocks all the blessings um, that God intends that he wants to give us. But when we're not obeying him, you know, it, it lacks that in the communication door closed. We also procrastinate because of insecurities. Yes, of insecurity. Yes, we do. We procrastinate for, because of insecurity. That's right, Miss Glenda, because we get to be insecure. And procrastination is something that we don't talk about a lot because a lot of people don't want to admit they're procrastinators. We are. So we have to be, be you know, we have to begin to change that. 
and we got to focus and do things a little different. So obedience is the key that unlocks all your blessings. God intends for us and keeps the door of communication open. And that is why the enemy keeps working over time, trying to fill you up with fear, fill you up with doubt, fill you up with all this, uh, with procrastination, you know, fill you with, up with all this stuff. Because if he can keep us focused on all the fluff, then we can't focus on being obedient to God. Because we're too busy focused on all this other stuff. Instead of listening when God is speaking and trying to tell us to do something. Because we've filled our head and our mind and our and our lives and our, and our intentions and everything. Our, our mind, our focus is on everything else but being obedient to God and listening to the voice of God. And we allow everything to distract us. From being obedient and all this fear and procrastination and all this stuff is some big things that we have to do. But the enemy knows this, so he brings all this stuff to get us off of our track of, of being full force for God. How many of you know you should be farther down the road when it comes to serving God, working for God, ministry, and so forth? Let's be honest. Many of us should be ladies, ladies, many of you should be farther down the road in your calling, in your ministry, in whatever God intends for you to do. But because of procrastination, because of disobedience, because of fear and different things, we don't do it. We we're, we're stagnant. We don't make it down the road and we hold our own selves up because of not being obedient. So it's very important. And let's look at John, the fifth chapter, real quick. John 5 and verse 30. And I'm going to type it in there real quick for you guys. John, the fifth chapter. John 5, 30. I want to say, if you got it, read it. <laughs> I ain't going to do that to y'all like we in church. John, the fifth chapter, verses 30. Okay. John 5 and 30. I'm going to write it in the comments so those who are coming on can, can get the scripture, okay? Okay. So it's John the 5th chapter. Hey, Mother Don. Hey. John the 5th chapter, verse 30. Hey, it's good to see you. Miss you. Mother Don, miss you. All right, guys, so John, the fifth chapter, verse 30, and it reads, by my, I'm reading from the NIV version, it says, by myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Now, as we look at that, let's look at it real good, and one of the underlining things I want you to underline in that verse is seek. He is saying, by myself, I can do nothing, God you guys, by, we can't do nothing by ourselves. We can't do nothing without God. You know, we can't we can't walk this walk by ourselves. It is not a it's hard. People say it's lonely. It's a lonely walk. It's not a lonely walk because you got God with you, but you can't do it by yourself. And He's saying, by myself, I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing without God. I can't do nothing without God. Which is so which is so important to um. You know, to remember, I can't do this. I can't make it without him. And so it says, I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. And the key thing here is he talks about is seeking. You know, I'm seeking to please God. 
And when you walk in this walk, and when you've given your life to God, and you really want to change, and you really want to do things right, you're seeking to please God no matter what. You're seeking to please God in what area that you, that whatever area of your life, you want to please God, you want to make him happy. And so he said, I'm seeking, seeking not to please myself. I'm seeking not to do things to lift me up, to boast my boast me up, to make people call me out. But I'm seeking because I'm seeking because I love God. I'm seeking to do the things that God has for me. And we have to get that mentality. It's not about us, y'all. It's about what God has called us to do. It's about blessing your sister, blessing your uh, your daughters, blessing the young lady down the street. I told her, we, you know, this is our sisterhood. This when this Monday. Bible women's Bible study is about sisterhood. It's about us lifting each other up as sisters. And that's what it's all about is seeking to lift your other sister up. So it's not about what you can get out of the deal. It's about who you can bless. And that's what it's so much about. So that's what he was saying in here. And, and one thing we have to remember, sometimes it's really hard for us to, to surrender over to God and obey. And that's something we have to remember. We don't lose nothing. And you need to tell somebody that when you are out there talking to people and they're scared to say, you know, I'm scared to come and serve God. I'm scared to surrender. Or I do want to serve God, but I don't want to give this up. And you need to let them know, baby, you don't lose nothing in this. You win. It may feel like the enemy wants you to feel like you're losing everything. He wants you to feel like you, you got to give up all of this stuff. And there are some things you're going to have to give up that are not of God, but you don't lose in the battle. You're winning. At the end of it all, you're a winner. You're going to come out on top. And that's what people got to understand. Serving God is not about losing anything. Serving God is about gaining. Gaining things that you never thought you would even gain. You'd be amazed in areas. And that's what is so important about serving God. So obedience, and we're talking about obedience tonight. Obedience in definition is compliance with an order, request, or law of submission to another authority. That's what obedience is. It's being in compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another authority. And so, how does that make you feel? If you've been in relationship, and I think the world has given us a disjust when we hear obedience. Because the world's definition of obedience is all negative sometimes. And it makes you feel like... When you obey something like you becoming a slave and, and you just, you have no control over your life and you have no, and that's not true. That's not the obedience God is talking about. That's not God. God's obedience is neither legal, logistic, nor lacking in affection. Okay. Matthew 16, 24. And I'm going to try to filter that real quick and I'll type it in for you guys. Matthew 16 and 24. I got a little one here. Let me see. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm flipping, flipping. Matthew 16, verse 24. Let's check what I'm doing. 16, 24. All right, guys. Y'all got it? Say, y'all got it. <laughs> Matthew 16, verses 24, right? And it says, then Jesus says to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. So that's part of obedience. 
is when you know he just says this right right there if you want whoever wants to be his disciples you must deny yourself deny the things that thank you Cindy. <laughs> deny those things that you want deny those things that you desire you got to deny those things okay and take up their cross and follow god so it's you know we have to deny this flesh of the things that the flesh wants and we got to focus and take up and follow Christ. If you're there to ready to follow Christ and that's what obedience, that's what he's just telling. He's just telling you just to be obedient. Obedient is to follow me. Okay. God obedience is not a no, but God obedience is a yes. It's yes to success. It's yes to so much more that you can get. Woo. I had to shut my door. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, um, God's, God's obedience is yes, because, you know, when we, when we obey him, good things happen. It's when we don't obey him, when the bad things happen. It's just simple as, I guess that's about as simple as I can put it, y'all. You know, because the Bible's supposed to be simpler than a child can understand. It's simple as that. It's not hard. When we obey God, that good things happen in our lives. When we disobey God, bad things happen. Simple as that. But we have to learn how to obey. Because a lot of times we don't obey. And we think we are, but we're not. Okay? So let's look at Genesis 22. It's an old familiar story. We still got time. The time is good. Okay. Old familiar story. Genesis 22nd chapter. We're talking about Abraham and God's plan for Abraham. Okay? So Genesis 22. And starting at the second verse. Okay? And, then, and we're talking about Abraham, and we know it's a familiar scripture when it comes to Abraham. We've probably read it a billion times in Sunday school and church, but we're going to talk, we're going to look at this scripture in a way when it comes to obedience, okay? So Abraham, Genesis, the 22nd chapter, verses 2, and I'll go ahead and write that in so y'all can get it. And once y'all get it, yeah, type in, I got it. <laughs> I don't want to leave nobody out, okay? Genesis 22. Verses 2 to 3. And we're going to jump to verse 4, okay? So those are what we're going to be looking at. Genesis 22, verses 2, it says, Then God said, Take your son. I mean, I'll start at 1. We, it said 2. We'll start at 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to, a to him, Thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> Abraham, here I am, he replied. That's just key right there. That's just key right there. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to Abraham, here I am. And Abraham replied, okay. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love. Thank you, Rosa, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey, okay. So I'm going to stop right, keep going. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. All right, we're going to stop right there. Now, within those few verses, there's some key things I want you guys to kind of underline or highlight them in your Bible, write them down or whatever, is that the instructions. God gave Abraham some instructions. Now, 
this is thing. This is one thing that's important about God when it comes to serving God. That's amazing. God gives us instructions. Anybody tell you God ain't told him something? God ain't tell him this and that. God gives instructions, and God gives precise instructions. God gives detailed instructions. He tells us what we need to do, point from point. Go our way to Noah. When Noah, he talked to Noah and told him to build the ark. He told him what type of wood to get, what kind of wood to get, what not to get, where to go get it, how to go build it. Told him what animals go. He was precise. And when we go to the tabernacle and you talk about the tabernacle and the holies of holies and the outer gates and the inner courts and all that. He was precise about color. He was precise about material. He was precise about what goes where, the Ark of the Covenant and all that. God gives precise detail. He doesn't leave anything out. He gives you exactly what he wants you to do and tell you how to do it, where to go and get it. It's that we don't want to obey and we don't listen. What if, if Noah would have said, well, you know what, I read, I want to go this over here and do this oak because I'm used to the oak and I work with the oak and God told him, no, I need you to go over there and get some cedar wood or some maple wood, but he wanted to go get some oak or whatever, you know. If he was disobedient and didn't do what God told him, the ark probably would have never went on, made it. But he was obedient to God and God told him to do. Because of his obedience, he was able to build something that protected his family, the animals, and everything. What if he was obedient? He would probably have got leaks in that boat, cracks would have been came, and the animals may not have because he wanted to do it his way. And that's how we can get. We want to do it in our way. We don't want to be obedient and do it with God's way because we think God's way is the hard way. And we think our way is the easy way. And when it comes to reality, our way is the hard way and God's way is the easy. But it, sometimes it looks like God's way is the hard way, but God's way is never hard. It's the fact that we don't want to be obedient and do what he says to do because he gives us some precise instructions of how to do and where to go and what to do. And if we follow exactly in line and according to what he say, we'll come out unbruised. But what we do is we alternate the plan. We want to try and do something else and so but with abraham he was obedient thank you lord when he put him i just brought my spirit the same thing with eve and when the serpent he tried to alternate the plan god specifically gave instructions and he specifically told them what to do and what not to do when they were in the garden but then they wanted to do it their way they wanted to listen to someone that was didn't have their intentions in heart, didn't really care about her, Eve, you know, didn't, didn't care what Eve did or whatever. But Eve went and listened to that which God didn't want her to listen to. And we do the same thing. God gives us instructions. We are hard-headed. Yes, we are. We are very hard-headed. And we are hard-headed when it comes to serving God. Because we don't want to do, because some of, yeah, some of that stuff is going to rub us the wrong way. Because that flesh does not want to do that which God wants it to do. It doesn't want to be delivered. And so with Abraham in the story, Abraham started off with obedience. He started off his instructions. What was the first thing? Y'all typing in the first thing that Abraham did that God told him to do. What was one of the first things that we read as we, as we read in this chapter, the 22nd chapter. In the second verse. What was his first thing that he did? What did he do first? God gave him instructions. In verse 2, God gave him instructions. He told him, he told him what he wanted to do and where he wanted to go. Ain't that how God works? He tells us what he wants us to do and he tells us where he wants us to go and he tells us how he wanted to be done. 
but do we do what Abraham did? So if anybody sees in the third, the third verse, Abraham, he got instructions in the second verse. But in the third verse, what was the first thing he did, ladies? What was the first thing he did? And I'm going to type it in. Let me type it in here. All right. The first thing he did was early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He loaded up the horse. He saddled up the donkey. Okay. Preparation. Preparation. Okay. That was the first. And then the second thing he did was what? He took with him his son and two servants. Okay. And the third thing was they went to a place called Moriah. He got his instructions and then he got prepared to take a trip. Now, this trip was not like, and, and you know, and for me, I don't know about some of y'all, but for me growing up, when I read this, I'm thinking all this stuff happened all in one day. I'm going to be honest. When I was thinking, I was like, okay, all this stuff happened one day. But guys, in reality, it did not. It took three days to travel from Jerusalem to Moriah. So Abraham had to prepare. Abraham just didn't get up. And sometimes the teaching, when we hear it and preach it, we think he just got up, Lord told him, take a son, got his son and said, let's go. No, it took preparation. It took three days to get there. So he had to prepare. So loading up his donkey, saddling up his donkey, getting the things that they needed, gathering all the items that they needed to prepare themselves for the trip. He had to get rations. He had to get food. He had to get water, blankets, different things, because they probably had to stop on this journey. So the place that they went wasn't at a short distance. So within all of that, there was obedience going on. Abraham was obedient. It said nothing in the scripture. Abraham made a complaint, a murmur, a fuss about what God told him to do. They didn't say, he didn't say nothing about it in the scripture. Abraham said, wait a minute, Lord, you sure you're talking to the right person? Why me, Lord? Why I got to take my son? Ain't there somebody else down in Jerusalem that's good or greater than me? Why you got to come and tell me that I got to sacrifice my son, take him up to this mountain and do this? Abraham didn't do none of that. He was what? Obedient to what God told him to do. So he got up out of obedience and he began to prepare for his journey. And so how many of us are listening need to begin to prepare, be obedient, and start to prepare for the journey that God has for you. Ministry, calling, whatever it is, a new job, new home, whatever journey God is taking you on, you have to prepare. You can't just get up and be all willy-nilly. He prepared Noah to build the ark. He didn't just tell Noah, go build the ark, and Noah went and got to build. There was preparation took place. It probably took several days to get the wood that he needed to build the ark, the stuff that he needed to cut down. They get the trees. They had to cut it. They had to get it in the, the thickness of it needed to be at a certain point. So there were things that had to go in place. There were preparation. And some of y'all are right there, and we talked about this before you're in the year and you're in your season of your life this season of your life is in preparation he's given you an assignment he's given you instructions now prepare to take and do what he asked you to do you can't go out all willy-nilly you gotta be prepared and so he go he loaded his donkey up i believe he loaded up with food and water and blankets and, and wood they had to get the wood to take for the sacrifice that probably took a whole day Taking him and his servants probably went out, had to chop this wood down, gather the wood that they need to put a burnt offering. Because come on, you're you're sacrificing a, a human being. There wasn't a little bit of fire. 
they had to have a big fire. So they had to gather a lot of wood. So I'm expecting that he took those servants with him, the two to help carry some stuff and, and get there, you know, to help on the journey there. Because, you know, he couldn't do all that by himself, him and his son. He would have been tired. So I believe they did this. So it was preparation. So he took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. And when he cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God told him about. So that the scripture is telling us his obedience. God spoke to Abraham because he was obedient. He was obedient in previous things that God told him to do. Now, I don't, I don't doubt it one bit he's human, that he didn't have no doubts. I don't doubt it one bit on this road and this journey that they took for three days. Back in Abraham's head was, Lord, have mercy. I'm about to sacrifice my son. Oh, my God. I know God's going to have something greater for me. I don't, you know, I don't doubt it that he probably, he's human, that he didn't have all stuff going in his head like we do. But the difference between Abraham and us is he was obedient. And he stayed on the journey. Some of us would have got off the journey. Some of us would have stopped at the second day. Some of us wouldn't have made it through the first day. Some of us would have been complaining, ladies, like I ain't sacrificing my baby. I carried this baby for nine months. And you telling me I got to go take this baby up here and sacrifice this child for what? I don't know. But Abraham was obedient. And that's something powerful to think about. So as we said, he went through a process. He went through preparation, strategy, intentionality, accountability, and dedicated to detail. Okay? And all of that leads to obedience. When we get into preparation, preparation could be reading your word. Preparation could be fasting. Preparation could be studying, going back to school, whatever it is that God is telling you to do. He's giving you the instructions already. He's told you. Now he's preparing you for it. And it had to be some strategy. So Abraham thing, what was um, what was the preparation strategy for uh, Abraham? The journey to Moriah from Jerusalem required, like I said, a three days. This meant gathering supplies ahead of time for overnight trip. He had rations for food and drink. So that was preparation and strategy. He had to prepare and he had to have a strategy. He had to have a strategy. One, you know, got to get my son to come with me. My son had no idea that I'm taking him up here to sacrifice him. So I got to strategize. How many of those of you on here got kids? Sometimes you got to make a little strategy to get them to eat that broccoli or the strategy to eat their vegetables. Hello, Tanya. You know, we got to strategize to get them to take their cough medicine, their cold medicine, because they don't want to take it. You got some kids that don't want to take no pills or aspirin, so you got to give some kind of strategy. How are we going to strategize to get this child to take this medicine? Well, you know, he had to have a strategy, I believe, to even get his son to go. Because he didn't tell his son you were going to be a sacrifice. And some might have would have said, no, sir, you, what you killing me for? I ain't do nothing, nothing, you know? So he had to have a strategy. So he had preparation and strategy, okay? Accountability. Abraham's choice to bring two servants along may have been to provide. And we talked about that in helping carrying enough wood, supplies to build the altar, and stuff so he brought them along could have been brought them along as companionship but he had to have some accountability partner then you also had to have some witnesses to say what thus said the lord and what god was going to do so he had to be accountable intentionally 
and dedication, along with the wood and other things he brought to help with the fire for the um, for the sacrifice. So it was intention and dedication. His dedication was he was dedicated to God, no matter what God. And, and that's so much. And many of you, you know, you read your word and you know, when we read the Bible back then, they had dedication to God. That's all they had, man. And they trusted God. They believed the God that they served, that they didn't see. And they had faith. And they held on. And they were obedient. And there were some that wasn't. But many of we read in the Word, when God told them to do something back then, they did it. Now we question God. Now we question our faith. We question religion. Now we question the word, the Bible. People want to tear it apart. People want to say it's not true. People want to say it's not God. So people want to question. This is why God told them don't eat from the tree. Because you eating from this tree, you want to know too much. And it will eat you up. It will eat you to pieces. And so and people would get so caught up in and so discombobulated and trying to dissect the word and tell it, tear it apart instead of living the word and allowing the word to come in and allowing the word to bless them. They're too busy trying to prove the word wrong. They're too busy trying to prove, well, come on, Satan tried to do that. Look what happened to him. Didn't work for him, did it? So why we as men are sitting here trying to prove that there is no God and there's nothing wrong? It's crazy. So... They were making the intention out to, and he was dedicated to serving God. He was dedicated to the God that he served. He believed in the God that he served. He trusted the God he served. He loved the God he served. He knew when God spoke, God was going to do, and God wasn't going to leave him hanging, and God wasn't going to have him take his son and sacrifice him for no reason. And I believe he trusted and believed that God was going to do something miraculous. And so he stepped out on faith, and he didn't leave nothing to chance. He did what God told him to do. He went and to the mountain, built the altar, and look how God works, though, y'all. We know how God works. He waits until you get everything done. He waits until he builds everything. I believe God waited until he got everything set for God to tell Abraham, look over to the left, right, whatever. There's, there's the ram in the bush. There's the blessing there. That's just how God works, man. He waits until we get it all done. He waits until we get rock bottom. He waits until we hit the wall. He waits and then what he did, he pops up like a pop in him and say, whoa, look over there. I got something for you. And you sitting in like, I didn't sacrifice all this. And because of your obedience, look over to the left. Your blessing is right there. Because of your obedience, God has blessed you. Because you obeyed him, God has blessed you. And I think that, you know, for us today, God still is doing that. But it was out of obedience. Can you imagine that? It was out of obedience. So Abraham refused to leave anything a chance. He didn't just hope to carry out God's instruction. He put measures in place to be certain of it to arrive at his destination. Abraham's plan put him in position to be blessed by God. Abraham, by listening and hearing the voice of God and being obedient, it put him in a place to be blessed. Now, one thing I want to say, I want to share with you guys, but I, when I was doing this study and I was studying this, one thing God began to deal with me with was the difference between obedience. He says, there's obedience 
And then there is immediately obedience. And I was like, what? I ain't never heard of that. But you know, God do his thing. God said, yes. He says there's obedience and there's immediate obedience. And the way he explained to me, and I'm explaining to y'all, was that obedience we do is wonderful. Yes, we all obey. Many of us listening, you obey God. You sitting there saying, I obey God. I do. Yeah, you obey God, which is fine. He says nothing wrong with that. But then there are some who do immediate obedience. And that means when I speak, they move. They don't wait three and four days for confirmation. They don't go and talk to 10 people. They don't sit there and doubt. They don't sit there and say, Lord, are you talking to me? I'm going to wait to hear if you're talking to me. They don't ask any questions. People that are immediate, immediate obedience are the people that when God says and gives them instructions to do, they go and do it. And he's like, many of you are not at that place. Many of you can get there. But some, most of us are at the obedience stage. We obey, but it may take us three days to obey. But we'll get it done. But God doesn't want us at that place. He wants us at a place where he speaks. We'll immediately obey and do what he says. Because that's what's holding up many of your blessings. That's what's holding up many of the things that God has for you. Because you're obedient, yes. But look at the process and look at the time frame that you have between what he told you into the time frame of when you did it. You are obedient because you did it. But you left a gap in there for anything to happen. And so God doesn't want us to be just obedient. He wants us to be immediately obedient. Move quickly. Do what he says do. Don't question it. Don't, don't go and ask five people. Don't call pastor and try to get his confirmation. Don't call the prophet of the hour and try to get them to prophesy for you a word. If God speaks to you and he's told you to do something, be obedient immediately and move and do because the end within the quickness of you moving could be the quickness of what he has for your blessing. And when you procrastinate and don't move, you're holding up your own blessing. And not realizing that. So I even had to repent myself. I was like, oh my God. Lord, forgive me because I've been obedient. But I haven't been immediately obedient. I haven't moved swiftly and quickly when you tell me to do something. I'll sit and wait and ponder and think and ask you and pray again. And want confirmation, read the scripture, call somebody. I would do all the human things that we would do. Because I'm fearful and not knowing if this is really God. So that's why it's important when we step out and obey like Abraham did. He did immediate obedience. He didn't question God. He went into preparation. He knew the God that he served would never fail. He knows the God that he served would never lie. So he knows and trusts the God that he serves. And he loved the God that he serves. And he's like, I'm going to be obedient. So immediately he started preparing. Immediately he started getting stuff together. He didn't go over there and try to get a second opinion from somebody. He didn't go see his wife and say, where do you think I heard from the Lord? You know, did God really tell me to do this? No, he was obedient and he moved. So God is telling us, I want you to be obedient. But I want you to be obedient immediately and move swiftly when I speak stop waiting for this you hear from me just as clear as you hear your neighbor next door but i need you to move swiftly and quickly because within the swiftness and the quickness is your blessing and you're missing your blessing because you're moving slow you're procrastinating we talked about it that's that procrastination spirit you're moving slow you're obeying me but you're taking 10 days to obey you're, you're obeying me, but you're not moving fast. And you're giving excuses. We are good at giving excuses. We are good. If it's well, if it's for me, the Lord, he, he knows. If it's for me, the Lord, 
Well, it's for you because he already told you. So when he told you, move. We got to stop throwing in all these cliches of Christianity and all these excuses. Well, if it's the Lord's will, it's the Lord's will if he told you. If it wasn't his will, he wouldn't have told you. And we said that. I have grew up hearing that so much. It's crazy. Many of you probably could throw your thumbs up and say you've heard it too. If the Lord's will. If the Lord's will. Well, if the Lord gave it to you, putting your spirit, it's his will. So you're sitting around. Well, if the Lord's will, I'm awaiting the Lord. And the Lord is saying, I didn't told you what to do. Move swiftly. You're missing out. And this is why some people, you miss, you missed out on your things that God has for you. Because you're doing, you're throwing all these old cliches that we've been growing, growing up with within the body of Christ. All this churchism stuff. So you sitting over here on with the Lord's will. And you rocking and waiting when the sister over here got hers and she gone. And then you looking at her getting mad and getting an attitude, talking about her and stuff because she's moving. Well, you know, it ain't of God. It is of God. If God, if you serving God the way you serve God, that you say you serve God, and how you hear from God the way you say you hear from God, what's the problem? So if you're hearing from God and God is telling you to move, why are you sitting there doubting God and you get mad when somebody else moves? They're hearing from God too. So now you got to question, are you hearing from God or not? Because if you tight like that with God and God is your homie, y'all BFFing like that. Well, when he tells you to do something, you should be obedient. You should be moving swiftly. But we don't do that. We're obeying, but we're not moving swiftly. and We're not immediately obeying. So God is saying tonight, he needs us to be immediately obedient. We're in a season, a time where he's saying, I need you to move quickly. If I give you something, move on that which you've given. I've given you. You hearing from me. We, we're hearing, we're here, we're hearing God for everything else. But that thing which he's been trying to get us to do, Moses. We're coming with excuses. I stutter. I can't talk. My leg hurt. My back hurt. I'm not smart enough. I don't know the whole Bible. I'm not that deep. I'm not a theologian. I didn't go to Sinema. We, we get all these excuses like Moses did. So God says, well, I'll send somebody with you. And you're still giving excuses. So God says, what is that that you have in your hand? Everything that you need is within inside you because I put it there. But you just got to trust me enough. And move quickly when I tell you to move. So if I tell you to duck, duck. Don't be sitting there saying, what, what's coming? I don't see nothing coming. The Lord said, duck. And you sit there trying to figure out, well, which way is it coming? Is it coming right or is it coming left? He just said, duck. Get down. We too busy trying to figure out where it's coming from. What, what, what? what, what is it coming from the right way? I'll move left. God didn't say do all that. He said, get down. And that's when he's talking about moving quickly. Moving swiftly and moving quick. When the spirit leads, then we will fall. Immediate obedience equals immediate blessings. Yes, that's it. I love it, Cynthia. That's it. In a nutshell. Immediate obedience equals immediate blessings. And you're going to start thinking about this. I'm telling you, I pray y'all pray about it when you get off here in your spirit, your prayer time, and really begin to seek God and just ask God, Lord, have I been missing all my blessings because I've been moving slowly? And you've been here blessing immediately, and I ain't even catching. And I'm one, and I'm thinking you ain't heard me. You ain't blessed me. And God is saying, I heard you. 
I've been waiting. I heard you. I heard you. I had your blessings here. I ain't got time to be sitting here waiting for you forever to make your decision. I'm going to move on to the next person. And you, you want to sit here and talk to 20 people? Go ahead. When I come back around, we'll do it again. Hopefully by the time he get back around, you ready to go. But yeah, he sits there and waits on us patiently. But we shouldn't have to wait if we do what we need, if we do it immediately. Immediate obedience equals immediate blessings. I mean, that is it in a nutshell. That which you've been seeking and asking God for and you wonder why you haven't gotten it yet, immediate obedience equals immediate blessings. You'll get it back. So let's look back at Abraham and he seemed to understand not just obedience, but immediate obedience. In Hebrews 11 and 8, and we almost run out of time. We're going to finish this out. Let's flip to Hebrews 11 and 8. Okay. Thank you, Mother Don. Thank you. I'm just glad everyone. I hope you guys are enjoying this. It was something. Y'all know how I am. I'll be sharing with y'all what God be giving me because it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, oh, my God, Lord, I've been obedient, but I've been moving slow. And I'm wondering why things ain't moving. It's my fault. It ain't got nothing to do with God. And we got to be honest sometimes and say, you know, it's my fault why things ain't happening. Ain't, ain't this person's fault, ain't that person's fault, but it's my fault because I haven't been moving fast enough, you know? And, and people will say, well, you ain't supposed to, you ain't got to move fast. No, you do. Got it? I got it. Y'all got it? Hebrews 11 and 8. I got to give me a, some big, a Bible with some bigger words. Here's <laughs> y'all, that's how I get older. Verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he will later receive his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Bam. How many of y'all will go saw a place that you didn't know you were going and God told you to go? Now, many of us will be in question. Let's be honest. God tell you to pack up your stuff, Everything in your house, throw it in storage, get your suitcase in your clothes, and I need you to go to Charlotte and leave everything here in North Korea, in Rocky Mountain or wherever you live at. How many of you would do that? It said by faith. It took faith. It takes faith. When, when called to go to a place, when God called him, Abraham, to go, and God is going to call many of you to go to some places, he will later receive as in his inheritance. Later he received as an inheritance. Later he received his blessing. Because he did what? It says what? He obeyed and went. So it's right with what Cynthia said. Immediate obedience equals immediate blessing. He when he was called. He went. He obeyed and went. Even though he did not know where he was going. And this may not be physically for some of you. Some of you could be spiritually. Some of you could be moving to a different ministry or, or, or your spiritual life is different now. You know, because of your faith and God called you to go. God said it's time to go. And when you finally got up and you left, you got your inheritance. You got that which you've been praying for because of your obedience. 
So let's not allow obedience to hinder us, I mean disobedience, to hinder us from receiving the blessings of God. Stop being disobedient to God. And I'm not talking about man, I'm talking about God. Those of you who hear from God, know God, God speaks to you, you've been praying, stop being disobedient. If God tells you to move, move. When he moves, you move just like that. Because if you're not moving just like that when he moves, you're going to miss out on what God has for you. So you got to be in sync. In tune, it's time to get in sync. It's time to get in tune to that which God has for you. It's time to walk with him, not beside him, not in front of him, but walk with him as one on one. When he moves, you move. When God moves, you move. You move swiftly. When he gives you something, you obey and you move. And I guarantee you, you're going to start to see some changes in your life. The blessings are going to fall. And you're going to realize, God, it was because of my immediate obedience. I got my immediate blessing. So start to think about it for yourself. In the scripture, this is amazing. And we're about to close out. It's just amazing how the scripture tells you right here. In Hebrews 11, the 8th chapter, I mean, Hebrews 11 chapter, verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went. It's just telling he obeyed and went. So obey. Don't question if you're hearing from God or not. If it's something good and positive, if it's something uplifting, something to set you free, it's of God. If it's something that's going to bound you up, it's something that's disappointing, it may not be of God, it may be of the enemy. But God is going to use it to build his kingdom. So he's going to give you the positive things that help build the kingdom. He's not going to give you negative things to tear the kingdom down. So you got to be able to discern the difference between the voice of God and the voice of man. Because that's important. Very important. Alright you guys, we are down at our time, so I'm hoping you guys enjoyed the lesson. I want you to, as we close out, put yourself in Abraham's shoes. What might your response have been if that was you? If you were in Abraham's shoes and God spoke to you and told you to go to Moriah and to sacrifice your son, what would your response have been? To be honest, 2021, I'd probably be like, I don't know, Lord. I probably did it, but I've been obedient. And I wouldn't be immediately obedient. So I'm growing and learning myself. I got to be better in immediately obeying God. Okay? So I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's glad to see all of you on here. Mother Dawn, Cynthia, so many more. Tanya, Glenda, Matharson, Rosa, Matharson, Carolyn, and so many of you. If I miss somebody, Michelle. I miss you guys. If you're watching on replay, put on a replay. But I thank you guys for joining. I hope you guys got something out of this, um, of changing the way we see things and the way we obey God. Not just obey Him, but do it quickly. You know, do it swiftly. So we're going to close out in a quick word of prayer. I got to play my favorite song, but I don't know. All right, guys. All right, let's get ready to close out. All right. Father, Lord, we thank you for each and every one that's listening. God, I ask you to bless them in an unusual way. 
Father Lord, as we grow and learn to be obedient to your voice and obedient to your word and walk into immediate obedience and, and move swiftly when you speak and not be hesitant of doubting if it's you. God, help us to grow more and closer to you to discern and hear your voice even clearer each and every day. We come to tell you, Lord, how much we love you. We come to tell you, Lord, how we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives and all that you're going to do. Father, I ask you to touch those that are sick, that are listening, those that are struggling, those that are going through mental health issues. I ask you, God, to bless them and move upon them in an unusual way. Father, Lord, we ask you to bind the spirit of sickness in the name of Jesus. Touch the nation, touch the country. Oh, God, we come to bless your name. We come to lift you up. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Thank you guys for joining. Love you guys. I love you. It's good to see you, Miss Mother Dawn. I miss you. I miss you. Tell Rachel I say hey. All right, ladies, we're going to get on out here. That's my favorite song. I love you more than anything. How many of you guys can say that? Every now and then we got to tell God how much we love him. I love you, Jesus. My hands. Yes. All right, ladies. I will see y'all. Y'all blessed. Love y'all. Y'all have a good night. Night. Thank you for listening to Women Transform Podcast with your host, Pamela Joy. If you like this episode and would like to hear many more, you can find us on Spotify under Women Transform, or you can email us at misspamelajordan at yahoo.com. Thank you for joining. Until next time, God bless.